Okay, so I think I've I think I've got it recorded. Wait, I gotta get my notebook. And, nope. Oh. What? I, I gotta get a drink to it. Hold just a second. Okay. Well. Okay. Well. So I think it's going. All right. Um, Wait, do you need anything? Yeah, I probably have to go to the bathroom, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, it, you know, I'm old. Is it recording? Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, wait, what is this? Oh, this is the... Truly Unlimited Podcast. Here we go. Well, hello and welcome back to the Truly Unlimited Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Jeff Plunkett, and I am sitting here with... Don Bruce. The other... The better of our two hosts, um, Don Bruce. Don, how are you? I'm okay. <laughs> so that's a glowing endorsement. I'm okay. Yeah, all right. So okay is okay. I always say that, you know, it, sometimes people say, well, you know, I'm okay. Well, that's great. No, it's not great. It's okay. It's, yeah. You know, if, I, if it was great, I would have said great. All right. <laughs> so I'm laughing because she's been looking for something for the last, I don't know, five, ten minutes. I had no idea what she was looking for. She said, and she kept saying, well, it'd be great if it was in here. And then she just looks down and finds her glasses right there next to her. <laughs> Did you right. just go on, please? See, that's the thing about glasses. I, I, I you know, if you're, if you if you're looking for glasses, you need the glasses to see the glasses. Right, exactly. Yeah, see, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the truth. Yeah. So, all right. So all of the glasses people are out there going, amen, brother. All right. All right. Feel your pain. Okay. All right. Today, we're, we're continuing our conversation through our, our tool that we have available on our website. It's absolutely free to you to, to download. Um, I believe on there it's called Perspectives Questions. Right. Um, and, and we've talked about in, in other podcasts uh, that it's it's changed names, and I think that's probably where it's sticking for right now anyway, um, until it we works. decide to call it Bertram or something like that. Uh, but right now, it's perspective questions. And we've been working through the questions that are on there. <clears throat> and, and remember that the key is that you where you start. Uh, it's not so much the questions. The questions are important, but it's where you start to ask your questions. And if you if you start from the middle, which is where middle middle uh, <laughs> middle yes, if you start oh. with from the middle from the middle, um, then you're really you're setting yourself up for for distress. You're setting yourself up for absolute failure if you just want to know the truth. No matter what that looks like because you're starting from a, a place of emptiness. Right. Um, but if you start with who is God, the unlimited God, who is God, then everything really makes sense. Um, so anyway, that's that's our, our premise. Today we are talk, asking the question, who am I to others? And um, to, to reiterate what I just said, if you start off with the question, who am I to myself, that's, you know, who am I, um, and you leave, find that lacking or you find that even arrogant, then now the, the next questions that come along, such as this one, who am I to others, 
you you force people to perceive you in a certain way or you desperately need the, to see you in a certain way. If you, if you start with arrogance in who you are, now you're forcing them. You're saying, this is who you need to see me to be. If you're, if you're coming from a place of emptiness, then you need, desperately need them to see you in a certain way. Um, and but, even do things for, feel like you need them to do things for you. Yeah. Because you need that. And, and the whole thing about coming from the middle is that God's not even in the question yet. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Because every, yeah. And, and as we talk about, you know, that all of these questions right here are all temporary questions. You know, right. Who am I to myself? You're temporary. I'm temporary. All the people around us, all of our relationships are temporary. God is exclusively permanent. And so you want to start with, he's always been, he always will be. So let's ask the question, who is he first? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even just looking at it from the middle, the who am I to others, you know, when teenagers, they look at that and their little group of friends in high school and think that it's all based on them you know everything i do what i need from them and um and really a few of us but not a great percentage of us maintain contact with those people we went to high school with Mm. i mean it's Mm. really very small percentage when once you go off and you have these great plans oh yeah we're going to get together or we're going to do this and you go on, and then you don't see them for 10, 20, never. <laughs> You're, you know, it's just, and it's not even as important. You know, it's, it's because you, there's new people. And I'm just saying all this to say, we feel like things are permanent hmm. when they are temporary. Yeah. And so the needs or any of that that you feel even as we talk about things of, oh, no, I, I need this from others. It's who I am. Mm-hmm. It's, it's temporary. It may not even be who you really are, <laughs> but it's temporary. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and this isn't exactly where we were going with this, but I want to throw this out since you brought up the, the way you brought up that, that conversation <laughs> in talking about teenagers. If you... If, if some of what we've been talking about is confusing, and I'm not really sure why it would be, but um, but maybe maybe it still is. If you've listened to all of our conversations um, about all of this, you know, maybe it's still confusing. I don't know. But um, but here's the thing: if you if, if for no other reason, if you understand what we're talking about, really how it applies to our 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 daily lives applying it to the life of a teenager is it 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 applies to every part of your life if you're if you're anywhere above the age of 10 right i would say everything we're talking about is is incredible um it's scriptural but here's the thing you know when you're looking at a teenager here's here's my philosophy on the teenager um and i've talked about this one before for, um, I don't remember what the name of that podcast was, one of our early podcasts, um, God's Design, I think, some, something right. like that. 
you know, that you know, we, we look at this this desire, this need, this this drive for a teenager to to formulate relationships. Now, what they're doing is they're coming at this. I I need to form relationships, but they're coming at it from a place of emptiness. Right. I don't know who I am. I ha- I don't have any identity, and in even in church. Even in church, we, we, we send them to youth group. We send them, you know, we tell them to, you know, sit and listen to this message that is kind of sort of applied to them, but they don't really get it. And, and what we've left out of it is we've, we've tried to give them this some kind of this marching orders for living, but we have not really given them a clear pathway to the one thing that they are desperately driven to by design and i say it's by god's design right. all of the Absolutely. all of the features of of teenage life um and, and since we invent a new word every episode so this is teenagedom this is teenage-dom. my is my word I think that's for the a day. great one teenagedom so the so, I'm writing so, it down yes so the 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 kingdom of of teenagedness um, teenaged them. All right. So, but all of the all of the 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 physiological experiences of of them is, I argue, is God's design to drive that teenager toward a relationship with Him. The problem is, is that we have not done a a, a good job, not even a remotely decent job, of explaining how to really formulate a genuine relationship with God where we're joining with the glory of God, where we're uniting with him because we talk about it in terms of this is something you should do. However, it's impossible to do. That's kind of the way right. we talk about right. it. So, so what people do is they go, well, if I just go to church, then I've got a relationship with God. Nope, that's not it. Um, if I just occasionally pray, then I've got a relationship with God because they feel something different. Nope, that's not it. Is it part of it? Sure. Right. Am I saying don't go to church? Am I saying don't pray? I, absolutely not. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm saying the exact opposite of that. What I'm saying is there is a process, but we haven't really connected the dots for people to give them a, a process right. toward right. that. Right. Um, and again, I, I know I've gotten a little bit off, but... It, it is part of it because it's, you know, it, it's asking the question, who am I to others? And teenagers are asking that question constantly. Right. Who am I? Who, one, who am I? Okay, so if you've already asked, answered the question, who is God, then the who am I is an easy answer. If you've never asked the question, who is God, then the who am I is an impossible question. Because there's nothing to base it on. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. There is nothing to base There's it on. Nothing. There's nothing permanent to base it on. That is right. that's exactly right. Um, so that's you know again understand our passion. Um, this is this is why we have these conversations, is because uh, because people are basing their lives on on a cloud, on a mist, on something that has no foundation or as you always say sand right because it's it's not stable and it moves and it shifts you know I don't know if you've ever been I remember when my parents first took me to Monahans Texas 
to the sand dunes mm, that were okay. there. And then also... I have no idea what yeah. Monahan's Texas was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's looking at me like, all right, wherever you're going. <laughs> um, so there, because there's sand dunes. And I remember them talking about how the wind comes and it totally shifts them. So you can come mm. the next day. My parents had lived there at one point. So that's where they were explaining it. That you can come there one day and then come there the very next day and it looks different mm. because the wind has shifted that sand so much and a lot of times our lives are like that because something feels maybe this is certain one day mm. and the very next day it doesn't even look the same mm. <laughs> oh, that's so good you are on fire today very nice okay <laughs> she just had this look on her face like i don't really feel on fire so there's that that's why this is not a video we're not doing a youtube right now exactly All right. um you know it, it, and so you know when we think about this you know this shifting this changing you know in and we we're trying to find an identity in others who am I to others? You know, one of the, you know, as a, as a counselor, I reference this constantly with people. Um, and one of the things that I'll say to them, look, you're tethering your identity, you're tethering your existence, you're tethering who you are to potentially 8 billion people on the planet. You know, so if, if, if the identity comes from other people, okay, so, you know, if I, I'll ask people, well, you know, what are the... Some, one of the questions sometimes I'll ask is, um, "Tell me about the your characteristics. What are the what are the things that are true of you when you feel your very best? When when you are your most confident self? When you are when 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 you don't feel overwhelmed and you're just kind of relaxed? Tell me five to ten things that are true about you." And I always know that that person is in, in a greater sense of distress and, and, and I've got a whole lot more work to do with them. If they begin to list their, the, the byproduct of their relationships, in other words, well, I am this person to that person. You know, I am, right. um, people say that I am. Well, people, I want people to think that I am. Um, and it's always tethered to other people. It's always tethered to their relationships. Right. And um, and I just had a conversation with with somebody this morning um, from another another country, and had a this was part of that conversation as well, where you know, in a sense, it was you know, I I don't know who I am. But I know who the people in my life say that I am. Right. Well, then how many people is enough to determine who you are? And here's the thing, you know, look, you know, how much attention and, and how much clarity do I have on other people anyway? You know, Don, you and I meet, you know, two, three times a week, a week. Right. for, you know, two to five hours right. at a time. <laughs> Um, pretty much every week we right. talk a lot um, and people people witness even just a, a small portion of how mm -hmm. much we talk right um, we've known each other for several years right yet I I don't clearly even know you right 
know, I, I, I know what I know about you, but I don't know what right. I don't know about you. Um, and, and I can't, I can't really give a, a complete perspective of who you are to, to even myself. Now, I can pretend, I can pretend to have a complete story. Right. And, and if my, if my, if my absolute need was to pretend that what I know about you is all there is to know about you, what that actually does is that reveals in me, um, one, a, a, for lack of a better word, and, and some people are not going to like this word, but it reveals in me really a, 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 an ignorance because mm-hmm. there is more. There's so much more. Um, right, to everyone. Yeah. One of the things that I'll say to count to clients as well is I'll say, look, you and I could meet every single day for, you know, 60 years. We could meet all day long. Matter of fact, I could be the only person you ever in conversation with, and I will still never become an expert on you. Right. Um, it doesn't matter how much conversation we had. One is because we're not a really a very good expert on ourselves. You know, we, we, we tell a part of our story, but we never tell all of it because we don't even understand our own stories. So why, if I don't understand my own story very well, mm-hmm. even with, you know, some people are not very insightful. Um, right. I, I consider myself very, a very, very deep thinker. Um, right. You know, I, I was talking to, to somebody just over the weekend and uh, a couple of weeks and weekends ago, and they said, "You know what? You're such a deep thinker. It's hard to understand what you're talking about." And I <laughs> and and, under, and I'm just going to throw this in here as a sidebar. That's why we sit and talk a lot. I think because we could handle each other's <laughs> level of deep thinking and not get tired real quick. You know, because I'm just saying yeah. that sometimes yeah. I talk to somebody and then I see their eyes glaze over. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, uh, I'll, you know, just cut it off here. <laughs> right. And right. so I think that's just why, because we're just good friends in this, that we can just sit and talk about a subject and talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but even even after a, a, vast, a, mm-hmm. a vast amount of deep thinking internally and externally, we still don't fully understand. So if I don't can't fully understand myself, right. if I can't really fully understand mis- myself, and I, new things are, are uh, unveiled on a regular basis because I'm spending time internally thinking, then how would I possibly ever allow someone else to be the definer of me. How would I how would I be dependent upon that? The only reason I would ever do that is because I don't have any resource within me. I'm so empty and I haven't quite figured anything out. I don't or I don't think I've figured anything out. And so I'm if I'm a vacuum a vacuum of identity, I desperately need other people to give to me which they cannot give. Right. 
I always come up with visual pictures. That's how my brain works. But I'm just thinking of, you know, a lot of times we're here and we have this little bit we know of each other, each of ourselves, I mean. And so we're trying to grab, we're trying to put this puzzle together. And so we get a piece from this person over here and a couple pieces of the puzzle of what they say we are from this person over here. Mm. And the pieces don't even fit. Yeah a lot of times yeah. because it's That's impossible good. to put the puzzle together with just what even we know and what others say about us. Right. Yeah, you you may be a a your puzzle <laughs> the picture might be of I don't know, I'm just going to throw this out. I don't know why, but you know, six mustangs running through the running through the, you know, a, a ranch and Colorado just throwing mm-hmm. those out since you're getting ready to head to Colorado um, but somebody else you know says my perspective of the world is you know by the ocean and so here here's a puzzle piece of by the ocean and I'm gonna hand this to you because this is my perspective of the world so if my perspective of the world in order to validate myself I've got to give this to you so so you're validating me so this is your puzzle piece and here's 8 billion people on the planet it's not quite 8 billion but it's getting close 8 billion people on the planet all handing you a puzzle piece from their own perspective from their own picture and what do you have if you take in 8 billion different puzzle pieces from 8 billion different pictures you have an absolute mass right and the reason why we do that is because there might be different roles in our life or different dreams or different different things we've thought about or not thought about and so since we don't know we hold on to all of it because maybe that defines me so yeah i'd love to sit and watch you know wild wild mustangs going through Colorado, but, oh, yeah, I'd like to go to the beach. Mm. Oh, yeah, I'd like, and we see all these different things that are different, and we hold on to it because we don't know. Yeah. yeah. So we've got to, as we're talking about this today, and we've been talking a lot about ourselves, but it has to do with other people mm-hmm. and how I, who am I to others, and that comes a lot from what Jeff is saying, if we're coming from the middle, you're trying to base it on your needs, your wants, your fears, your desires. Experience it, yeah, yeah, good, good. Um, so I want to read a, a passage of scripture um, because sometimes, you know, I, I, I've this passage of scripture in the past has sort of haunted me whenever I've I've thought through this conversation, and then. Um, then a while back, it really clicked as exactly what's, what Paul was saying. It's from 1 Corinthians 9, uh, 19 is where I'm going to start reading. And, and, and there is a context here. Um, um, I'm not necessarily going to go into the context because I want to just give you a kind of an underlying principle here. But here I'm going to start reading in, in, in 19. I'm reading from... Um, I've got two versions here <laughs> before me, so I'm just going to read from the New Revised Standard Version, um, just because it's on my phone. Um, uh, For though I am free with respect to all, I have made myself a slave to all, so that I may, might win more of them. To the Jews I became a, as a Jew, 
in order to win Jews. To those under the law, I became as one under the law, though I myself am not under the law. And that parenthetical phrase is very important, mm-hmm. um, the underlying uh, point here. So that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law. And that's another parenthetical phrase, though I am not free from God's law, but am, am under Christ's law. So that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, so that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people that I might by all means save some. I do it for the sake of the gospel, so that I may share in its blessings. Here's the point I want to, so when I I would think about that, sometimes I would think about it in terms of, man, you know, Paul's just kind of, is he just, faking who he is and he's pretending mm-hmm. or you know is it is you know is he doing impersonations so that he can fit in with people um is he being like a a teenager who's just kind of like ah, yeah yeah you know oh yeah i like um yeah i like puppies you know whatever i don't know i, I don't know why <laughs> puppies but you know just kind of pretending to like stuff right. oh yeah those that that's my favorite show ever and then just you know 20 right. minutes earlier they're telling somebody they didn't like that show no that's not it's that's not at all what he's doing matter of fact what paul is expressing here is not a wishy-washiness paul is actually expressing expressing a firmness he is expressing a permanence in his identity because his identity doesn't come from these people that he is that he is is trying to reach. That's just it. Because if if you if you look at it and you go, man, he has no identity, and so he's just kind of floating around. Yeah, yeah, floating around, pretending to be like them, so that he has some kind of identity, so he can win them. No, that's not what he is saying at all. He is he is saying, I have a very firm clear identity that comes from Christ. I don't need you to tell me who I am. I don't need you to validate me. He, right. you know, there's many times that Paul, Paul is not, he's going through and he's like, right, look, you know, you think of me what you want. Um, you know, you can, you, you know, there was, there was the one where somewhere, you know, I'm of, I, you know, I like this speaker. Oh, right. He's a lot better than Paul. And, you know, oh, we're of Jesus. And he's like, look, it's not about, about any of that. You know what? It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about God. It's all about, and it starts with God, and your identity comes from that. Um, so, so quit with this. I don't need you to tell me, you know, how much you like me or don't like me. Um, I'm not, a, you know, Paul would say, I'm not a great speaker. I'm not a very good speaker. I'm not very eloquent with my words. I write really well, although he used an amenuensis, which means that he dictated it and somebody else wrote it down for him most mm-hmm. of the time. Um, you know, so, so he wasn't a great communicator, yet he wrote most of the, the New Testament. Right. Um, look, he, understand his confidence was not in what people thought of him his confidence was in who god is and then who god thought of him how god thought of him right right and it really it really 
changes your perspective when we're talking about perspective on for everything yeah but especially when you're looking at others then you can you can work through things differently i don't have to be like as far i don't have to do the things that prisoners do to go minister and talk to people in the prison right you know or i don't have to do and and act like little kids to minister to little kids it's just the whole thing is i can be in there with them and a part of them and joined with them without without making it temporary without making it um without going in with a sense of unsurety or st- I, I, what i'm trying to say is that that's what we do if we're basing it on us yeah if, if yeah. we're going into an area you know and this is seen even in the church many times when we throw somebody in a role that they're not ready for yeah and they go in and they haven't built this foundation that's Mm -hmm. on God and not on themselves and then what we do we have set someone up to fail because we have not truly prepared them helped them to to understand more of this whole like our perspective questions here and who God is related to everything. And we throw them in a position, and so then they're trying to work within this group, and it's hard to work within this group and balance everything. Yeah, yeah. Because good. they are unsteady. Yeah, yeah. People come into to something, and they're, you know, they're, they're trying to find validation from their emptiness. You know, I'm empty. I don't know who I am. I need something. I need somebody to validate me. And so, hey, give me this role, and I'll do that, and that will validate me. You will never get validated from other people. You will never get validated, not not truly validated. What right. people will validate is often just themselves. They will not validate you. You don't get validated from from temporary. It's not permanent. Right. Yeah, exactly. The validation is not permanent. Right. Where, you know, where Paul... You know, Paul doesn't, you know, it, it, you got to look at all of Paul's story and, and see that Paul comes in with confidence, but confidence in what? Confidence in himself? No. Yeah. Um, if he, he says, I'm the chiefest of sinners. I am, I am the most humble because I am the lowliest here. Um, he, he comes in with humility, yet he comes in with confidence. Humble confidence how is that possible um it's because his his confidence is not in paul his confidence is in christ right right um it it starts there and and again here's here's where we've we've let people down we have we have told people you can find confidence in christ you can find certainty in christ you can find but but the the practical application of that we're not going to really tell you why, or why, why do we not tell them how to absolutely do that practically? Not just philosophically, not just eventually, but practically. I, my argument would be if you, you don't tell what you don't know. 
Right. If you don't know, then you won't tell. And there is a practical system. There's a practical way. It's in scripture. It's right. not just philosophical. It's not just eventual. It's not someday. It's kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. It is joining with the glory of God. It is It is interpersonal. It is intimate. It is close. It is in, in and it is behavioral as well. Right. It's not just thought. It's not just emotional, but it is behavioral, but it's not it, it it's in that order. It's not you're you don't earn your way to it. You anyway, I'm just gonna right. get off another topic. Well <laughs> and, and, and just even talking about that scripture that you read, um you know, I, I think a lot of times in church we've got to a place because we've gotten so um bound by certain rules mm. that we look at people that are around mm. another group of people and we end up judging them saying oh they've fallen away because they're hanging out with the, they're with those people or well they must not be as christian as <laughs> i thought or as i am because they're with these people and and you, you know, we've made it that we've got to just gather all together and not interact anywhere else. And that's not God, how God created, how he intended mm-hmm. at all. Um, because that's why he says we are foreigners in a strange land. Yeah. We're here as a part of it. And I'm sure the Jews, even the Christian Jews probably had a hard time with Paul doing things with the Gentiles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, You know, I'm sure there was a lot of that where they are saying things about Paul. They're deciding what they know about Paul that's probably incorrect, and that's that coming from the who am I to myself. Mm. And if Paul wasn't solid in who who Mm. God is, and standing on that, then what all those people said could have greatly affected him. But instead, it's not about them. And he knows more who he is because it's filtered. It comes through from the perspective of who is God mm. rather than who Paul is. Mm. That is that is brilliant. That is that is really really deep. If you if, you know if you spend time thinking about what she just said about Paul, you know Paul coming out of being the persecutor of Christians right. in you know the the Jewish mafia basically, right? Um, you know the Sanhedrin is sending out this mafia man, you know uh, Saul, to to persecute Christians, and then he's 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 converted, and then. You know, now he's rejected by the Jews. He's rejected by the Christians. So who am I to others? He's now, if he's asking that question, who am I to others? I'm the enemy of everybody, both sides. You know, and, and the Romans don't like anybody that's, you know, Jewish. Right. Um, you know, they're like, you guys are pathetic. So, so who am I to others? Paul, Paul finds himself on, on the, the road, in, you know, blind blind to everything else how fortunate is that that he is blind and he, i mean 
because now he's he's closed off to what his world used to be. Mm-hmm. He's closed off to world what his world is about to become, and he is completely dependent upon asking the question about the invisible, permanent God. Who is God right. really? Who is God really? Because the temporary is visible, and that's that's the visible is not real. The, only the invisible is real. And there's a there's a scripture. I'm not quoting it exactly, but that's right, that's right, the point. Right. Um, how incredible is that that to Paul as as this complete picture of someone who has to who who is forced who is really forced to to set aside what the world says, set aside the worldly structure, set right. aside set aside the Jewish worldly structure, set aside even there's even a, a Christian worldly structure where they're they're still it's still a worldly structure that just putting Christ in it. And there was a there was a worldly structure and they just had God in it from the Jewish perspective and then there was a worldly structure that the Romans had and there was a worldly structure everybody else and he said, i am got to be blind to all of that. So one that I can see who, who is God, and then who am I to God, and then we build out from there. Right. That is brilliant. Boom. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, and, and opposite Bible um, illustration, you know, because you have Paul who was definitely this one way, and like you said, he was blinded. And we don't read anything in the Bible that he whined for 10 days about being blinded. <laughs> you know, he, he got it. He, he got it. You know, and, and it, it made a difference. And he understood and, and went through that process. Whatever it was, we don't know. But went through that process of shutting out everything else and realizing hey this is real this is something (laughs) you know god's doing here where on the other side you have someone like jonah Mm. you have jonah who god directed him to go somewhere Mm. but jonah still was set in certain Mm. religious ways of who he was that he felt like those people weren't worth giving time to and that's based on his own i mean god's telling him he knows god's telling him and it's very clear jonah's basing things on his own perspective not god's yeah and so he goes through this and finally um defiantly obeys (laughs) and still is struggling and throwing a fit afterwards basically (laughs) because it's all comes back to his inner turmoil of what he thinks and what he feels and what he believes and not based on God. Right. And and so I just think that it's a good picture to see that because Nineveh it's this thing that you talked about how Paul's you know, weak with the weak and Jews with the Jews and, you know, I'm all, I'm this to different people. And 
Jonah could have gone into Nineveh, didn't have to be Nineveh, Mm. but could have gone in there. And even though he did go in there and deliver a message, there's a different way of delivering it. They they came together, but for Jonah's sake even. Mm. See, the who am I to others? If we come at it from God's perspective, it still comes down to us. Mm. But none of it's based on us. Right. It just is defining us through God's way rather than our own. Mm. And when I say God's way, I don't mean what other people say God's way is for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying God's way, God's right. design for right. you. Right. It's defining it from there and not from ourselves because who are we to define anything mm. based on us? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I don't remember if you said this, and this isn't exactly the way you said it, but but this is the way I heard it. So, um, <laughs> And I don't remember if you said it during the podcast or before the podcast, so I, I apologize. Um, but you said something like, if we are the foundation, if we are the foundation of the world we live in, we're on a we're on shaky foundation. Um, if God is the foundation, then we're on firm foundation. And I know right. I know that's again similar no. to the rock and sand thing. But yeah, well, one thing that I said is I because I always think in pictures. I was thinking of if we start with ourselves, hmm. and I I see a picture of like my hands out. Then everything, the who am I to others, who am I to God, all these things, mm, yeah. is I'm carrying that. It's like I'm placing those things, stacking them in my hands, and I'm the one that's trying to carry all of that. Yeah. And I can't. It's, it's yeah. heavy. Where if we come at it from the perspective of who is God, then he's here with his hands out. And anything I can place on him. You know, he anything that seems hard to carry or whatever, and it's and then I'm trusting in him. Mm-hmm. I'm basing things on him. I'm letting him be that foundation. Yeah, it's good. And I'm not having to carry all of that because I can tell you, and Jeff and I aren't perfect. We don't. We're working on this perspective thing, just like everybody else. There's times that, you know, we probably fall on the floor and throw a fit and kick the ground. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I I pretty much hold my breath on a regular basis. (laughs) But but the thing is, is that the freedom, there is so much more freedom when you can come from the who is God perspective than yourself and we it's opposite because we think that if we come from ourselves we're more free because it's based on well it's me Mm. you know but it's not true yeah when it comes from god's perspective then we are free because we're not carrying everything there's so many scriptures that we just referenced (laughs) in what you just said I was just, I mean, they were just flooding to my <laughs> mind, and I'm just like, oh, this is overwhelming. You know, I mean, 
you know, the truth will set you free. Right. They, you know, exactly. And, yeah, I mean, in, in, in. The foolish things will confound the wise. Oh, I, man. Oh, yeah. So, so much there. But I, I, I love that picture that you're developing. And I'm going to change it up just a little bit. Again, if, if, if I'm the foundation, me, and I'm building all of these things. And by the way, all of these things are valid questions. Right. You know, but, but if, I'm, if I'm the foundation, I'm a small, minuscule foundation, and there's only so much that can fit on me. Um, so if I think of it in terms of, you know, uh, you know, if I'm building a giant building, you know, if it's a big, giant skyscraper, one, that foundation is deep and wide. It is powerfully strong. But I, as an as a individual, let's be honest. I'm I'm finite. I'm small. I, there's only I can only be in one space at one time. So I'm basically the foundation of an outhouse. That's pretty much <laughs> it. I, that's 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 about all that that can fit on me. And so you start building. The more you try to build onto that foundation, the weaker it all becomes, and it begins to crumble. So what are my options? My options are maybe even to to deny. The, va- the validity of these questions. You know, so who is God to others? By the time I get to the, that point, I've, I don't have space for that. I certainly don't have space for who is God. Right. And I don't have, or I, you know, who am I to others? Well, I don't, you know, what do people say? I don't care. I don't care what people think about me. I'm just going to be whoever I want to be. You know, so <laughs> I, it, that's you building your foundation upon yourself. Um, right. and, and now you have no space for that. You deny that as a question. Paul didn't deny that as a question. He didn't deny that as a question. He was willing to go there and be who he needed right. to be for the sake of people um, out of strength, not out of weakness. Why? Because his foundation wasn't built on him. Um, he didn't find weakness by the time he got to this valid question. He found strength because his foundation was built on something solid, per- firm, permanent, and that is who is God. So what we're saying is this is another way of saying what we've been saying in, in all of our podcasts and all of our training is is start with who is God, and, and everything really seems much easier. It's 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 accessible. There is an answer to those questions. If you start with you as the foundation, there are many of these are impossible questions. Right. There is no answer. You know, who am I to others? If you start with you, there is really there's a there's a eight billion different questions. Right. 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 But if you start with who is God as the foundation, who am I to others? I am a resource because I am a conduit. I am a river flowing with the, the glory of God flowing through me. So the verse I had pulled up that for this question, who am I to others, is Colossians three, twelve through seventeen. Mm, and this is that. the NIV, it says <clears throat> excuse me, therefore as God's chosen people get that as God's mm. chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. 
and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Mm. That is good stuff. That is great. Thank you. You know what? I want to. I want to. We're we're out of time, but I want to close out by saying this. Um, what we've this conversation, you know, I, I I find incredible value in all of our conversations. This conversation stands out more than others in in this way. It's kind of like. You know, sometimes you buy something and it's got this fancy box, um, really nice packaging, incredible, incredible packaging, and then you open it up and it's kind of, eh, it's yeah. kind of disappointing. Not not quite as good as on the box. It's, it's basically like buying a burger. At, you know, it, their pictures look much better. Than right. The <laughs> right. So a lot of times that's the case. And then um, not too long ago we bought something and it came in this very plain box they they spent nothing just brown packaging and then you open it up and and what was in it was incredibly valuable Mm -hmm. and amazing so so if our packaging today is was you know not so pretty (laughs) um, if our packaging doesn't live it up live up to the product don't judge this conversation by the packaging the vet, the the depth of what we just talked about, and maybe I don't know if we did a good job of of really explaining it. What I experienced inside my head was so much more amazing than than I think what we actually delivered. Um, and I wish I had a way of of expanding that matter. I'm tearing up just a little <laughs> bit just thinking about that. I wish we had a way of really making the packaging match the product. Um, that we just talked about today. And I don't know how to do that. We're just not capable of doing that um, today. It was so much deeper than what we actually delivered. So if you need to go back and spend some time really thinking about that, thinking it through, listen to it again if you can can stomach it, um, you know, the, the process. But but spend some time, man, there was so much value that we, we brought here that we really alluded to. Mm-hmm. I think there's, there's a lot of things in our conversation today that we alluded to that are so deep, so life-changing, so incredibly life-changing that, that are from God's genuine heart, from his genuine heart for us that is just just astounding and and again, I wish we could make the packaging <laughs> as great as the product, and we just can't. Right. So, anything else? No, I think that's good. Great. All right. I'm going to be lamenting this afterwards, <laughs> going, "Ugh, I wish we were better." But we're we're decent. We'll we'll do in a pinch. So that way, you you know, we're not perfect. Yeah. <laughs> as if, if you, you were, needed reminding. Yeah. If you were think <laughs> considering that. Yeah. <laughs> If that was your delusion. (laughs) Um, All right. Don, thank you again for another great conversation. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. To learn more about the Truly Unlimited podcast, Alethe's resources, No One Dismissed, a comprehensive ministry plan for addressing intense emotional pain, 
or our other resources, go to AlethesResources.com. And Alethes is spelled A-L-E-T-H-E-S. AlethesResources.com. Or find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.